Hello, me lovelies. It's me, Ned Natter, with the famously unpasteurized and unfiltered Ned Natter radio show, ready to brighten your day. First up, it's great to be here again with you. It's time for a good old Natter with an international flavour. But remember, I don't chat about the regular news and current affairs. Oh no, I'm here to give you a break from it all. Yep, a good laugh, even when it's only once a week on a Wednesday. <laughs> Remember though, you can listen to all these shows again. Yep, they're all safe here's podcasts at nednatter.com. Yep, okay, well, put everything down. No, everything, I mean you too. Come on, it's time for the Ned Natter Show, and you can't miss this. <laughs> this week on the Ned Natter Show, we're starting the new year with season number six of me famous radio show and podcast. My farmhouse is a bit quieter after the seasonal visitors have finally dissipated. But, you know, we're still under the siege of Satana Troglodyte. That's me dreaded actress mother-in-law. <laughs> also this time, I'll be considering the denial of history, discussing the most unfriendly states, violent squirrels, weird coffee, and of course, we'll be visiting me other regular features too. A Two Medicine Farm, or what's now loosely referred to as Ned Nats Florida Island, I've started to hear a bunch of short-lived lies. Yep, or what the wife Elsie and her best buddy beyond it, that's beyond it, Brandy to Washington or BBW to her friends, and the MIL, or monstrous mother-in-law Satan troglodyte, like to call New Year's resolutions. <laughs> They're making the kind that are never going to happen. Although I thought I'd mention just three of them for you here. Beyond It's is perhaps the only one that might be a genuine guarantee. Yep, she's planning on gaining £40 to make sure she stays ahead of the curve in her weighty battle with the wife. <laughs> then added to that, Elsie's planning on only eating four times a day. Yep, I'm wondering what she's going to do during the other 20 hours left in the day. <laughs> Whilst the mother-in-law, Satana's promising to no longer eat live prey, yep, she's going to start killing her meals before she eats them. <laughs> no, dear. no matter what she does, it'll always be monstrous one way or another. <laughs> Add to that, they've made their first grocery store visit of the year. And we're delighted to see an entire aisle stuffed with Valentine's Day candy, yep. Six weeks ahead of schedule, eh? <laughs> Oh well, the aisle is no longer stuffed, but me three sofa-dwelling stuffers are well stuffed. <laughs> and beyond it reckons she's already gained another £5 this week alone. I mean, with £20 of candy, eh? Not surprising, is it? <laughs> as yet, there'd be no newcomers on me farm artist retreat or... As I've mentioned before, more like me, artist rehab. <laughs> me camper artist retreat manager Quinton's eager to get more like-minded folks on the farm this year. But the ones already here are adding to the entertainment factor anyway. The latest news from the retreat pretty much sums things up. Norman, that's Sir Quinton's angry young man, yep, 50 years too late, is still in the middle of a breakdown and what's worse is that Quinton is apparently nursing him back to good health. <laughs> you know, I hate to think of the possibilities there. <laughs> Our snowbird couple, Martha and Marty, the awkward, out-of-date vaudeville act, have managed to get a local booking. Yep, they're doing a singing gig 
at a wedding next week. Apparently someone that had listened to me show heard they were famous and in North Florida too. Oh dear. <laughs> what they obviously don't know is I've never featured their act on me show. You know, I just discussed their presence on me farm and at the best of times I haven't been too kind either, have I? <laughs> so all I can say is I just hope the guests have plenty to drink before the performance starts. Or if not, they plan on some kind of sensitive ear protection. <laughs> Galon, yep, that's the self-described self-help guru, has been hammering out the words to his latest self-help book in his own teepee in the corner of me Farfield. Oh dear, well, this week I bumped into him. <laughs> and he says he's up to 30,000 words already. Mind you, he got quite offended when I told him it wasn't about quantity but quality. Mm. And now he should listen to me book reviews and just hear me views on the entire self-help revolution. Well, <laughs> revolution is not really the word I was looking for. <laughs> Shall I say the entire self-help outpouring might be a better way of summarising what I've seen creeping out of the end of that endless paper-strewn sewer pipe. Either way, I think Galon's going to be dodging me over the next few weeks. So things are looking up. <laughs> then there's the deeply unhappy Wilma, our angry, recently divorced sculptor. She was back to tapping away at a huge lump of Indiana limestone, but took a break to go out on a date with Luigi Spaghettori, me tractor mechanic. <laughs> and she did leave a lump of limestone behind. Well, it makes sense. Luigi's Ferrari is only a two-seater, and there's very little luggage space too. <laughs> I saw him wheel spin out of my driveway at 7 in the evening and return at 8. Yep, the following morning. <laughs> All I know is the tapping stopped for a while and Wilma's been wandering around with a big smile on her face. <laughs> the last of our retreaters is X-Ray. As you recall, it wants to shake off all regular gender and person identifiers. That means we can't say he, she, they or them, just it. Oh well. Anyway, X-Ray's been harassing Quinton's peaceful partner, Coagulate. Yeah, decidedly the most blissfully happy person here on Medicine Farm. By asking him to assist with its latest painting. Mm, considering X-Ray only paints with bodily fluids, I can understand Coagulate's reluctance. After all, X-Ray considers everything he does as quite normal. Anyway, Coagulet put him straight. Well, maybe that's not quite the right word there, but uh, he told him that the only strumming he'll be doing this week is on his guitar. Oh, dear. <laughs> Old Nan is still drinking like it's a fourth New Year party this week alone, assisted naturally by her best buddy and gambling drinking fiend, Toshiko Suzuki. Yep, she's me lawyer brother and black sheep of the family, Nelson Nan's wife and Beverly Hills sex therapist, Heiner's now 103-year-old grandmother. <laughs> Another long-lasting specimen. Anyway, whilst on the subject of old birds, Grandma Toshiko received a bunch of seasonal gifts in the mail. Yep, all the way from California. And it looks like me tight-fisted brother Nelson and his wife Heiner are the experts at re-gifting. <laughs> the cheapest folks in our entire extended family. 
they shipped over everything they got as gifts and didn't want. Probably even last year's gifts too. Oh dear. <laughs> Away from recovering from more drink than usual, I think old Nan took things too far this week. See, here on the farm, I've got these little um, electronic rat and mouse traps. You know, they have a supercharged little metal plate in the bottom, which instantly and supposedly humanely does a cleaner job than your standard mouse trap. Yep, no blood and gore here. Just instant electrocution. (laughs) But old Nan weighed up the shape and size of the traps and put one of them in the mailbox. Yep, poor old Virgil, our short-sighted and helpless mailman, is back to his usual part-time route after the holiday surge, and Nan wanted to get his attention. (laughs) Oh dear, well, put it this way, our unfortunate stooping 64-year-old mailman got more than a shock when he slid his hand inside. (laughs) Mailbox to shop box, all in a split second. Afterwards, Nan came hobbling outside to pacify him and explain how the rats had been eating her mail. (laughs) Well, it's the first time she got to chat with Virgil in weeks, and when you get as desperate as me ancient mother, all methods of entrapment seem to be fair game. Fair game, indeed. (laughs) She's more like old game, and has definitely been hung up far too long to mature (laughs) she's reached the point where she's closer to a you know like a runny ripe camembert rather than a firm cheddar (laughs) rather than call the cops on the nasty old bird Virgil invited her out to supper (laughs) I always knew our regular mail carrier calls Virgil her sub but I think the poor guy's taking the meaning too far with Nan no pain no gain now there's a hideous cliche that the old witch could live by without compunction. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. Anyway, thinking of hideous nightmares like the farmhouse version of unwanted squatters, I'm still having these really weird dreams. They've returned with a vengeance like never before. Added to that, the weirdest ones always seem to arrive when I'm having a nice nap but never in bed. This time, though, I was resting up my favourite armchair. See, the house is much quieter following the holiday overcrowding, so I nod off pretty quick. I had this really weird dream, though, where my old mother, Nan, was sitting at this huge table and it seemed to be some kind of candlelit supper. She had four men sitting round her. In my dream, I could even smell the burning candles. They'd finished eating, only they were now sitting down and playing poker. Yeah. The only trouble was that for the first time ever, Nan was losing. Yeah. Losing? Yeah, well, you'll ask me how did I know that. Well, old Nan was the one wearing the least amount of clothing. <laughs> oh dear. It wasn't a usual high-stakes game, see. It was just high anxiety for me (laughs) but as I tried to escape the room in my dream it was now rapidly turning into a nightmare the burning candles began to smell like something else burning far worse though I awoke with a start to a real nightmare yep Elsie the wife shouting in my ear yep Ned fire 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 
Old Nan had dozed off and set the armchair alight with one of her cigarettes. Oh dear. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listen to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. On the other hand, me scruffy farmhand Ding Dang, yep, he's the bright spark on the farm and actually thinks a mandate is some kind of homosexual experience. <laughs> anyway, in the meantime, he's still recovering from the injuries sustained from his clash with me mother-in-law. Add to that too much extra booze, it's probably converted his liver to a dry chamois leather by now. <laughs> But despite the drama, I've still got that unforgettable little feature on my show. So is Ding Dang's Southern Quote. She's meaner than a wet panther. Oh dear. (laughs) (laughs) He reckons that me mother-in-law is just that. Only she's usually a wet and slimy monster, not a panther. Yep, she's got the claws and teeth all right. But not the speed. Yep, probably a very good thing too. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listen to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Well, next up, I've got my new segment for you, and it's called Ned's Sagacious Moment. Yeah, I might not be a serious old sage, but I've got time to think, and I like the idea of sharing my thoughts with you, my listeners. So moving on from farm life in general for a minute, I've spent a few hours this week questioning history. Yeah, and I'm not talking about just the general subject, but how they're wiping history off the school curriculums and attempting to remove it physically from our towns and cities. As if by moving and removing and ignoring, it's like kind of pretending history never happened, isn't it? Of course, there's an old adage about history and the repeating itself. (laughs) So if the present and future kids don't know about the past, they can never even consider previous events and learn from the mistakes of those who walked on the earth before him. This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listen to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Despite the cooler nights, me blind neighbour old Lonnie and his housemate nudist swinger old Fred's house is the hottest venue in North Florida for a swingers party every Saturday night. It's called, do you know Fred? Sometimes I wish I didn't. (laughs) It arrives each week with one guarantee and the same old drill. Bring a bottle, bring your wife and potluck dishes for the buffet. Fred mingles with like-minded swingers. Yep, and that's potluck too. Whilst old Lonnie, he eats his way through mountains of free food. So, you know, when Saturday finally rolled around, Fred told me this week's party theme was very different. Yep, ring it in with Fred and bring it along for Lonnie. Oh, dear. (laughs) I thought I'd already mentioned that before, but Fred reckons his plan is to attract a more classy bunch of swingers. 
this year. <laughs> oh dear, Fred, I don't think you'd call that imaginative, and it's far from sexy either. Anyway, they started to show, right? That's right, five drunk party swingers, one sober. All men, yep. Three with bells, two with buckets of fast food, and one designated driver. <laughs> Better luck next time, Fred, particularly on your marketing ideas. Oh dear, I wanted to avoid that car wreck in a hurry. The worst of Fred's parties to date. And that's saying something. I headed home very quickly. <laughs> Well, on the family front, when she's not complaining about, well, just pick a subject and she complains. My 95-year-old, rather old Nan, the miserable old crew herself, has a little feature on the show. Yeah, old Nan remembers. Oh dear, it's a little bout of what's professionally termed reminiscence therapy. <laughs> this time, old Nan remembers her half-cousin, twice removed. Yep, that's Pete. The poacher death. <laughs> she only claims it's her half and distant cousin because the entire death family wanted to disown him. Yeah, see, death is me old mother's maiden name. And that family liked to pronounce it the ass to make it sound better. But as you know by now, I still call them the deaths. So back to crooked old Pete. He's what most folks used to call the black sheep of the family. Only in reality, Pete was just simply the feathering member of the family. Anyway, one December morning, in the hope of making some extra cash, him and two other men decided to take a big old moving truck to the local chicken farm and steal every bird in the place. <laughs> They'd succeeded in loading the truck to near bursting point. You know, it looked like an exploding eiderdown. <laughs> they headed out of the gates, laughing away at their success. Mm, they'd hardly made it 200 feet along the road, though, when the truck ran out of fuel. <laughs> Great planning, eh? Oh dear. At that moment, a friendly local cop pulled up behind him. <laughs> yeah. Great timing, eh? And was ready to offer his timely assistance too. As he approached the driver's side window, old Pete told his buddies to shut up and let him do all the talking. Naturally, you know, his fellow fees obliged, you know. Trouble was, the old hens didn't speak English or understand Pete's need for silence and the old birds began to chatter away like there was no tomorrow. Mm, well, <laughs> in fact, in Pete's hand, they were guaranteed no tomorrow. Anyway, old Pete and company were caught red-handed in the midst of their feathery criminal adventure. Oh dear. <laughs> Poacher Pete was out of circulation for a while and subsequently became a previously unmentionable member of the extended and in fact overextended death family. Well, until now that is. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. Well, that lovely tiny old music means it's time again for me book reviews. Yep, I get me hands on a few and I feature them right here on me show. Just remember, I've got a great system here. Yep, if a book's shite, it goes on me composty. Sometimes if it's really bad, you have to burn it. <laughs> Middle of road books go in me giveaway charity box and the good or reasonable ones usually stay on me farm library shelf. I hope that's all nice and clear for you. <laughs> Okay then, I've ended up with just one new book this time around and it's called 
autobiography of an author by A.N. Author III. <laughs> yep, jokingly known to his friends as an egotistical idiot. <laughs> I'll say one thing, it's original for sure, you know, an author writing a book about himself. <laughs> an autobiography is also difficult to take seriously. I mean, nobody writes bad stuff about themselves, do they? Whereas the old biography is a different matter altogether. I had a quick flick through the endless page of his so-called rags-to-riches story. Mm, starting off in a damp basement with a rusty typewriter, poor old soul. <laughs> right through to his blazing success, which included getting the Mafia to buy a million copies of his first book. Yup, his book was called Spaghetti Sauce for the Italian Soul. <laughs> and became a bestseller and course in the process a money laundering dream <laughs> anyway that's his claim to fame oh dear i've decided to burn this one slowly well i want it to suffer in the way i did as i wasted a few minutes of me life trying to review something about as interesting as the phone book <laughs> yeah that's a chinese phone book too <laughs> The local one is actually one of the shortest books in history. <laughs> but before we leave the subject of books altogether, we're going to be having an annual book award here on the Nednat Show soon. And unlike other awards or shows, I've decided to give an award for the worst book of the year. And I'm sure the book I just reviewed might be seriously in the running. <laughs> Well, me lovelies, that's all on me book review feature this time around. This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. I got a listener favourite coming up right now. Yep, me anomalies from around the world feature. This time, we're visiting Indonesia and it's a revolting foodie one. Mm, another disgusting delicacy from around the world. <laughs> anyway, I'm talking about Kopi Lawak, or civet coffee. Yep, it's definitely one of the most expensive coffees available but has a unique origins. The coffee cherries have already been eaten before they're made into this unique brew. The Asian palm civet, which is a cat-like creature from the region, eats the best berries, and after they've passed through its digestive system and come out the other end, they're collected up for the production of Kopi Luwak. The wild collected beans fetch as much as 1300 bucks per kilo. <laughs> So if you thought cleaning up after your dog was hideous, cleaning up after a civet is another thing altogether, isn't it? Cleaning up financially. <laughs> the worst part is that some people reckon it tastes just as bad as it sounds. Oh dear. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. Well, now we're heading to England. Yep, see, I got a call from Nigel Ponce, the arrogant old catfish-faced gentleman farmer. Me brother Young Buck skipped the USA and manages Ponce's old farm on his rambling estate. After living in Pennsylvania for 15 years, Buck naturally picked up plenty of American expressions and he really enjoys confusing Ponce with them. <laughs> 
Ponce has to call me for an explanation. See, he hasn't got the internet in the manner. Just good old-fashioned manners. So, how could I leave the subject of Nigel Ponce without mentioning me special feature right here on the Lennart Show? It's called American for Foreigners. After all, Ponce finds most regular phrases and sayings foreign. Oh dear, well, here goes American for Foreigners with me arrogant British aristocratic contributor. <laughs> First up, though, here's his latest voicemail message. You have messages. Well, hello, Ned. Nigel Ponce calling you from England. Your brother Buck has told me he needs to get his ducks in a row. Yes, it does sound absolutely ridiculous. I, I mean, I don't have any ducks on the farm. Muddy, messy, smelly creatures anyway. Can you tell me what on earth he's talking about? I haven't a clue. All I want to know is where he's keeping the ducks, as I haven't seen any. So perhaps you'll give me a call back, Ned, and let me know. Thank you so much, old chap. Goodbye. (laughs) You know, I just love the way he introduced himself on me voicemail. It's as if I actually know someone else who sounds just like him. Anyway, let me translate it for you, Nigel. This time, Buck says he needs to get his ducks in a row. And Nigel thinks Buck's deliberately confusing him. Well, this is a weird expression away, Nigel. But Buck's talking about getting organised. <laughs> That's what the expression means. And believe me, Nigel, Buck has never been organised in his entire life. <laughs> and that means he's talking about metaphorical ducks, not the real kind. So you're OK there. <laughs> He couldn't get the feathered version in a row, even if he tied them together with a bit of string. <laughs> anyway, I hope that makes some kind of sense to you, Nigel. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. I headed over to me and Cotton political commentator neighbour Russia Stonewall Jackson Farm again this week to listen to the latest second-hand news from the right centre and all in small instalments. Yet with a weak bladder, Rush is always rushing off. Poor mucker. <laughs> but this time I was taken aback when I discovered that Rush has been working on what I'd call a seriously uphill struggle this week. Yet me neighbour is standing in for the local preacher. <laughs> after he was apparently bitten by a Democrat snake a few days ago. (laughs) According to the preacher and Rush, only the Democrat snakes bite. Oh dear. (laughs) It's like saying me farm dog Clay's a Democrat. You know, he bites too and would be highly offended by that statement. After all, he's more of a libertarian, I suppose. That's right, he bites anything and everything that moves. It's his only chance as a small dog with a bad attitude of getting ahead. He gets no votes in the common sense department, though. Anyway, I digress. I just can't imagine Rush preaching. (laughs) He might be used to doing that with his endless Republican rhetoric. The only pitfall is a sermon from Rush is also going to be a struggle in another way. Yep, he usually doesn't manage to complete a paragraph before he excuses himself with that standard statement, gotta go, oh dear, rush, he's always gotta go, and flush. (laughs) 
This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Me lovely neighbour, young Alice Jones, invited me over for our weekly vegan cake and fair trade coffee sit-down. <laughs> young Alice was in a happy mood when I visited this week, though Alice ended up without a single animal adoption for a growing sanctuary. Oh dear, on the other hand, I wanted to ask Alice if she'd finally adopt me. <laughs> mm. But she only wanted to talk about starting the year by toying with her balls. Crystal balls, that is. She's been trying a bunch of new ideas to get a more accurate reading, and that never seems to be a problem with her tarot cards. Yep, they always have a way of showing me reality here on the farm. Trouble is, it's so difficult to change anything around here. Then she reminded me of how I should take more notice of the wonders of nature and baffled me again with a really bizarre statement, right out of the blue. Some sloths are green because algae grows in their fur. (laughs) Yep, they have their own food source living right on their sleeves. (laughs) It's like a human sucking their thumb, only more nutritious apparently. (laughs) Add to that, they have a unique species of moth that just hangs out in their fur too. Very interesting. You know, the sloth is beginning to sound just like me farmhouse. All kinds of things living in it and taking advantage of another person's hospitality. (laughs) The only difference is that I'm faster than a sloth. Actually, even old Nan is. (laughs) Anyway, as always, Alice's coffee, cake and company was reliably nice. (laughs) This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. Well, we lovelies, it's time for this week's questions and odd news items from you, my listeners. Yep, I got it all here on the Ned Natter Show. <laughs> well, first up, I got a call from Randy in Rhode Island. Yep, he's called me to let me know about a really disturbing report. They've compiled a list of the most unfriendly states in the US. Oh dear. And the weirdest ones are those you least expect to. You know, Randy's home state makes the list, whilst New York makes it to number one, which is funny as I always find the old New Yorkers pretty friendly. The report states how New Yorkers like to push through crowds. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a busy city, isn't it? If you're in the middle of the desert, you know, you can be much politer, of course. Yeah, no crowds to push, eh? <laughs> the one that got me in Randy's unusual list was Utah, though. Apparently, it's notorious for bad drivers. Hmm. The nice thing for me is Florida doesn't even make the list. Obviously, the researchers never bothered to have a look round me farm. Yeah, we've <laughs> got some pretty unfriendly folks around here, and that's in addition to me old mother. <laughs> my second item comes from Beryl in Buckley, mm, and she's asked me what I thought of this latest news from Wales in the UK, where a squirrel decided to attack. 18 people in just one day over the Christmas holiday. (laughs) Well, I don't know what to say, Beryl. After all, a squirrel is the size of a large rat. I mean, being attacked by an elephant or even a ferocious lion might be newsworthy, but a squirrel? 
Oh, how embarrassing. <laughs> Add to that, the injured parties decide to post their injuries on Facebook to let the world know what it's like to be the hostage of a single grey tree rat with an attitude. <laughs> oh dear. After all, the wife Elsie uses them as target practice. Yeah, she has trouble separating them from the rats around the farm. She only thinks they get bushy tails when they're frightened, you see. <laughs> anyway, I digress again, so maybe it was jealous of all the presents everyone else was getting, Beryl, and thought they'd come and steal his winter ladder too. I think they should have thought ahead and left his nuts alone. The sad upshot of the story is once someone managed to catch the poor old squirrel, it got the death penalty anyway. Yeah, the news article romanticised that bit though and said the crazy creature critter was put to sleep. Oh dear, how pathetic. <laughs> you know, the wife just says that she whacks them, not tucks them up in bed for a night. <laughs> anyway, I'm just waiting for the sequel to this story, you know, when squirrels get revenge. 180 people bitten to death live on Facebook. <laughs> My final caller came right out of the blue. Yep, Chris from Connecticut, and he wanted to tell me about something I might find interesting. The Chinese government is limiting gaming for children under 18, yep, during school days that is, to no more than three hours per day. They call the obsession of gaming on those little devices spiritual opium. <laughs> Well, I think it's a great idea, actually. I know a lot of folks will accuse them of, you know, some kind of fascism or something for doing it. But they got a point, you know. Surely kids need to learn more just about, than, you know, just about fighting digital enemies and fake characters, you know. Add to that, it's ironic how in a communist country they tell you what to do, whilst in a capitalist country and society they tell you what to buy. <laughs> This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can listen to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. The dubious Command Agent 50% is lining me up with a new ad this week, and he's got something really odd this time around. <laughs> Oh dear, well, I'm looking through the latest offer and it seems he never gives up on the truly weird, bizarre or just plain bordering on illegal. <laughs> anyway, so here goes. Have you thought about your final plans? Well, after the season of merriment, it's surely time to get back to business and consider our unique, affordable services here at Home Cryogenics Inc. <laughs> Where you don't only get to cut out the middleman or expensive funeral arrangements, you are literally in control of the whole thing and even your future. We have a full range of the most cost-effective and cheap-to-operate home freezers in every shape and size. <laughs> yep, you can freeze down your nearest and dearest right in the comfort of your own home and without leaving it. Our do-it-yourself freeze-em-yourself kit includes everything you need to ensure your loved ones have a cryogenic future. <laughs> Add to that, we offer a unique guarantee and a lifetime warranty. Yep, we'll supply you the latest in freezing technology and replace it every 10 years at the lowest price in the business. 
So go to our website today at freezemnow.biz. But wait, we've got a special deal for just Ned and show listeners with every home cryogenic kit. We're offering our super reliable home ice maker at half price. Yep, that's right. Cool down your drinks and top up your relatives all with one handy machine. So don't forget, visit us today for a big freeze tomorrow. You know, I wasn't expecting that one. (laughs) Mind you, I might even look into a cost-effective solution like that for old Nan when she finally quits smoking and drinking for good. Trouble is, if what the cryogenic flokes predict is true, in other words, sometime in the distant future, some bright scientists will be able to resurrect previously deep-frozen bodies, I'd have second thoughts. I mean, I don't want to be responsible for inflicting the old bird on some future generation. Oh dear. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. And whichever way you dice it, me show is unpasteurised and unfiltered. And that's all me lovelies. And on that note, we better go. So until next time, remember a farm as are getting older, some more than others. It's time some new blood came down on the farm and gave us an hand. Shite matters without us. You wouldn't have anything to eat. Without me, your Wednesdays won't be much fun. <laughs> In the meantime, you can find me and all my radio shows at nednatter.com. Yep, they're all safe as podcasts too. Add to that, there's me social media links. So come by and say hi. It'd be great to hear from you. Thanks so much for listening. It's been a pleasure chatting with you again. And I hope you'll join me on the Ned Nat Show soon. So until then, keep a smile on your face. Think positive and don't sweat the small stuff. The grass is not always green on the other side. It might just be a freeway. (laughs) Goodbye, me lovelies. The Ned Natter Show is written and presented by me, Ned Natter. The show is produced and recorded live in Florida, USA by Doris Billsborough. And the Ned Natter Show is managed and represented by Grace Windsor at Nexus Media. 